warm welcome today. Have you ever felt like really wanting to be like Mary, but in the world that is demanding you to be more and more like Martha? You may remember the story from Luke 10 when Christ came to a meal in Martha's house and Martha was the only one working and she was preparing for everything. And Martha came to Jesus said, can you please help me out here with Mary's not helping me? And Christ said, oh, Martha, Martha, you're worried about and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part will not be taken away from her. So you might be wondering, well, wait a minute, get this awareness, right? I want to be more like Mary. I want to be more contemplative. I want to be more listening to Christ outside, but also inside of me. And how do I do that? It feels sometimes that as Christian women, we're pulled into help, into fix, into serve, into support others. We might develop professionally. So we are compassionate. We are loved by other people. The more people are going to come for us for help. And then we have family, we have church, we want to volunteer. And before we know it, we are more and more caught into a system almost it feels that way where we're asked to be more of Martha but we don't have the time or no not have the knowledge what is it that I need to do to be more like Mary and this is a common dilemma for many Christian women and feeling like oh but I long to be like Mary but the demands of the day it's to brings me to be like Martha and, but what if we're called to be actually both, Martha and Mary? Is there a way to do that? Is there a way to be a woman of action and serving others and in the same time have this ability and nurture this skill? Because it is a skill to really be like Mary. So today I will share some of the reasons from research that why as women, we're more prone to this dilemma. Number two, I'm also going to discuss about one mistake that we do that pulls us back into the cycle. Even when all of a sudden we have this awareness, oh, I do want to be more contemplative. I do want to be more like Mary. And then I will share also some really God-given superpower that we have that no one can take from us, that we need to discover that we have it in the first place. And once we discover it, we just need to nurture, nurture every day. And that's what I'll unpack today. So if you're a regular in this space, I want to welcome you back, dear one. And I would love to hear from you. What are you doing? And also, how is this video impacting you? Do you have questions? Do you resonate with what I'm sharing? And if you're new, I want to welcome you here. I'm Dr. Yuana Popa from Team for the Soul. And I am particularly drawn to support amazing Christian women, the murmuring women of our time, so to speak, that are really on the trenches, helping and supporting others. And I like to help them regenerate and renew and experience God on a daily basis, moment by moment, and also help them move through past losses towards hope and also towards release from unnecessary pain and transform towards highest potential in Christ so that together we can continue to serve others, 
with joy, with energy, with enthusiasm, and with that peace that surpasses all understanding. And if you know other Christian women, servant leaders and caregivers, I invite you to spread the word, have them join uh, this YouTube channel. And also I'm on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. This way we can connect to this common goal to serve Christ with joy and energy because the world needs you. A renewed you and joyful and a you that it's in it's God's fullness. So with that, let's dive in. So how does this happen that many times, although we might long to be more contemplative, more like Mary, we end up being into the fixing, serving, but helping everyone, being more like Martha and somehow get ourselves more and more into this Martha world. So I want to share from research. There are several reasons that this has happened, and I'm not saying that I'm describing them all, but just to kind of dip our toes, so to speak, into this water. As women, psychological research is showing that we tend to connect. We tend to gravitate towards relationships. We are wired for connection. We are community builders. Not that others don't do that, not that men don't do that, but we're particularly drawn into this. And we seek to support, we seek to help, we have a heart of caring. And that is really very helpful to other people. And guess what? The better we become, the more and more people will come to us. And it's hard for us to say no. So we keep on going, and I've talked about this in other videos, but there in other trainings that we get on this treadmill of constantly helping. And the second reason is research is showing also that not only women are drawn to other women, right, in this sense when we need help for our coping strategies, but men as well. When they did research, they showed that actually both men and women have a tendency to prefer to seek women for consolation, for support, for help. So this is very, very interesting. All right, now another research is showing also, it's a very interesting group dynamic that we have as human beings. Group social psychology, if you haven't read about it, I encourage you to do that. There are some powerful, powerful group dynamics that are influencing us and we don't even know, we take them for granted. So in social psychology, there is a concept called social loafing. What does that mean? When we're in groups, some people tend to work less because your thinking is, well, someone else will, will show up and help out. But what happens is many times women and young girls are, are tend to really focus on helping and serving. They're, we're trained this way, so we tend to please people more. And guess what? We end up doing more. So this process of groups of social loafing and the opposite is social compensation. We tend to do that. We tend to do the compensation piece. We tend to compensate and work really hard and pull the whole project together. I've seen that so much when I used to teach in middle school and high school and have small groups. I had to be really creative to create assignments in group because people love to work in groups, but in a such a way that everyone will be engaged and not get into the social loafing phenomenon. So it makes you wonder, like Martha was preparing the dinner and she was all alone. Well, why was she all alone? The men were not helping out. So it makes you wonder, where were the other people? Why was Martha alone and she needed Mary? Right, So there's something about that group dynamic and that has been perpetuated culturally. 
so it was a saying that my mom grew up with from her mom, from her mom, as a girl, don't just sit around, just look around. You're supposed to kind of know what's going on and help out when he's needed. So many Christian women were trained this way, were raised this way to be servant leaders this way. And mind you, servant leadership, it's amazing. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. I'm just saying when we do it just because we're conditioned, we're wired this way, it's going to pull us into the cycle to constantly be in the function of Martha. So what we're talking about here is how do we raise our consciousness? We're smart, we're intuitive, we're full of wisdom. How do we raise our consciousness to realize, oh, this is just a pattern, but it doesn't have to be this way. So this is where we come in and win this training. So for whatever reason, right, as Christian women, I just shared several, if you notice that you're more of Martha and you want more of the contemplation, more of Mary way of being, I want to share that this is really the distinction between serving Christ and others through doing versus being. And this is why it's so important. We can do both. That's why I love this. I named my course Renewal in Action because it's points to this idea there's being and there's doing and unfortunately being just being right now it's it's an unfortunate reality it's kind of put down because it's equated with especially in the christian circles that we're lazy we're doing nothing we're indulging ourselves and even if we're overcame those beliefs and we don't believe into that anymore we are looking into hobbies or recreation or self-care and it feels normalized that is great but then it's not sustainable right we might go on vacation and then come back we've all rejuvenated to only go to work and open our email and have a thousand emails or all the fires that need to be put out at work or in family or, or all sorts of things that happen while we're away, which pulls us back into this fixing and serving and working mode. It's almost like an on and off. And I'm going to talk more about it in future trainings about this. But being actually is very powerful. And I'm sure you encounter people and when they just walked in or you started listening to them, they have this calming presence right? And you feel that power of the presence that it's impacting you. You're like, oh, I'm more calm just by listening. That peace that surpasses all understanding, that is possible. And in a certain way, it is my assessment that that's why we're drawn more towards monastics. As Christians in general, we love monastics because some of them really exude that presence. Now, listen, we don't have to become monastics. If that would have been your calling, you would have been there to begin with. But that was not your calling. So if you're in here, I want you to know in here in the world, so to speak, that there is a function. And now science and psychology is pointing to that so we can use the methodologies and very be very laser focused and what kind of training we need to do in order to stay grounded and really nurture the sense of being because otherwise we're left like uh what does it mean i need to be what does it mean i need to be like mary so this is where we pulled back into action and i'm gonna share it a little bit about this but i want to share first 
my story for a decade now, I spent the last decade of my profession and personal life to develop programs like I have, Growing in Christ and Heart in Christ. So some of them you can access asynchronous. So you can get my trainings in the comfort of your home. Some I have in groups, some I have one-to-one. But the reason I developed them is that because a decade ago when I needed it, When I turn to psychological methodologies, I notice sometimes they're missing some of the obviously faith and Christian faith, but also sometimes some basic medical knowledge, which is kind of astounding to me. Then when I turn towards medical knowledge, which I'm so familiar for 30 years, I've noticed that sometimes everything is reduced to the body. And although, yes, emotions are important, thoughts are important, fundamentally, they're trying to bring the body to a balanced level. So mind you, nowadays, there's more opening towards spirituality, towards the way our thoughts and emotions are working. But it's kind of interesting that they're looking towards mindfulness, they're looking to awareness. But what happened in the East? What happened to their Christian faith? Our Christian faith points to exactly the same things. So it's not integrated. And then when I turn to spiritual and theological knowledge, And the spiritual practices, what I was stuck is many times there are nuggets of gold. You can sense it. They're amazing. But sometimes some of the writers or from the some of the traditions are missing or even violating some basic emotional and thoughts laws. It's the way our brain works or the way our body works. So in order, and we are psychosomatic beings in Christian faith, our thoughts, our emotions, and our body all connected with our spiritual world. So I love all this and wanted to see that integration. And since I didn't have it, I'm like, okay, I've got to do it, God. I have to create this. So here is the nugget. And I'm sharing all this because it has an impact. I want you to see the context This is not just one more tip on the internet. There is a lot of knowledge from a lot of fields. You know that expression, sitting on the shoulder of giants? I'm sitting on the shoulders of many, many, many giants here from the medical profession, from the psychological profession, from the spiritual care profession, from the theology, and all of this transmitted and channeled into this nugget for today. So it's very valuable. So if you're multitasking, this is the time to come back and really, really pay attention. When you feel like you're caught into a Martha dilemma and you want to be more like Mary, the biggest mistake we do, and I've done it before, not anymore, but I've done it before, is I turn externally outside of me to something to give me that sense of connection with God. I turn outside of me to words, prayer with words. I turn outside to me to spiritual books. I turn outside of me of watching a service online or go to church and be present in the service. Or I turn outside to listen to a podcast or training like this. It has its function. So I'm not dismantling them, right? This is very, very helpful that you're doing this. But I want to share with you that when you are caught in that dilemma and all of a sudden you want to be like Mary, that is a different orientation. We don't want to orient towards doing because all the things that I've listed before are just doing. And we need to orient ourselves towards being, which means an inner orientation that we pause and we sit with ourselves and get to know ourselves, our thoughts, our emotions, the stories we're saying, and 
being with God, which is everywhere, filling all things, which logically means that he's also inside of you, inside of me. We are flashing out God in this moment right now. So here is the, from this mistake, so when the choice comes in, and this thought or inspiration, I want to be a little more like Mary, pause and catch yourself, fixing, serving, reading, learning. This is a moment where you come inward. And I want us to be aware that God created us in an amazing way. I'm just amazed through science and psychology. Like we have thoughts. There are lots of the function of our thoughts, which is amazing. We cannot do anything. I couldn't be here today without my thoughts. They're amazing. But it's not the full story. We have thoughts, but we're more than our thoughts. We also have emotions, which is just amazing energies that move through our body. Some of them are contagious. I shared about this. Some are not. Some are ours from our internal reactions. Some are from the past. But nonetheless, we have emotions and we also have body and body sensations. And as I mentioned, there are laws that are governing the way the thoughts are functioning, the way our emotions are functioning, the way the body functions, which are established by God when he created the universe and are amazing. And those laws, I go into details in my programs because there are particular laws that we cannot ignore. If we ignore, there are going to be consequences. We get sick get all sorts of things anyway but there is a fourth function and this is just a very general brush stroke because obviously there are many many classifications i'm bringing this to be on your fingertips the fourth function that we have which is that god-given empowering function and functionality that we have it's our true self which in our christian tradition it's our soul our spirit which in psychology is true self in psychological research and medical research, this is awareness. It's the same thing, same names, different names, same thing. Like I love one of the quotes of uh, St. Nikephorus in the Philokalia. He talks about human experiences, and this is me paraphrasing, that we talk about different things, but it's the same experience. We just use different words. All right, so this faculty of awareness, this is not a thought. This is not an emotion. This is not an energy. Awareness is just the ability to realize I exist right now without the past, without the future. And there's a reason why one of the God's name is I am who I am. So if you are driving or doing anything around the house, chopping vegetables or whatever, this is a time to pause because I can guide you just for a few seconds into this amazing ability because we do not need to be in the desert for 30 years to do that. We can practice it. And it's an easy practice. All we need when we think of God is to turn for a few seconds toward him in this awareness. I'm going to do it right now with you and then just practice this, right? So I invite you to just ask yourself, well, who I am? Like, isn't that funny that I am this awareness coming from God? God is everywhere, feeling all things. And there are eight other billion beings with the same awareness, I am, right? Who am I beyond my roles, beyond my identity, beyond all the things that I do in the world? And it's wonderful. We can be aware of the entire creation right now. You can be aware of the entire earth. You can be aware of your body sitting on this earth. You can be aware that beyond us, there's the solar system. 
and all the stars and all the constellations. Isn't that amazing? That is awareness. It's a way of being. All right. And like anything else in the world, we can practice that. So just dwell for another minute. If you want, you can pause me. Just dwell a little bit on awareness. When you're pulled into thought, just notice, oh, it's a thought. And when you're ready, just come right back. All right. So if you're back, I assume that you're back to your presence. I don't recommend that you do this for 20 minutes. I'm just saying try a few nanoseconds throughout your day. Whenever you have the remembrance of God, to just turn inward towards your awareness. So right now, just kind of start moving. Be aware of your surroundings. Kind of look around, right? Where am I? Who am I? Bring back your roles. Bring back today. Bring back all the things that you need to do. And I encourage you to really just 10 seconds when you remember it. Or you might want to put a timer on your phone. Practice this. Because this is what's nourishing. This is where true regeneration is. This is where the living waters come from. I'm going to give some metaphors here. If you like, how do I get back into this? Well, it's like the blue sky in between clouds. We're like the ocean. We're like the fish in the ocean. And the ocean is everywhere. It's like that in our inner universe. With our God being this amazing being that so loves us. It is right there with us that he brought his only begotten son onto the earth. So with that, I want to encourage you to tap into awareness whenever you can, whenever you're drawn to this, because it needs practice. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to sit for an hour and practice. It's actually better that you practice a hundred times for half a minute, because then it's going to bubble and bubble through you and embody this presence as you go about your way to serve others and bring all your beautiful knowledge, your beautiful experience, your beautiful everything that you're doing, helping and supporting and guiding others into the world. So you can be like Mary and Martha and not have to pick. All right. So with that, I thank you for all you do in this world. And obviously, if you're interested in working with me, I picked your curiosity. I have growing in Christ program, that independent journey that you can work through it while you go about your life. And you have a new course, mini course and training every month where I literally just pull a thread. There's a red thread through this that will help you do everything in a very easy and intuitive way. I'm all about intuition and not having a lot of disruptions. I don't like to spend too much, not an hour to exercise. I mean, some people do it. It's amazing. I just not that person. I love to do it through my day. So because I love what's most important to be with God. That's my biggest desire and love. So with that, I know you love Christ as well. So I want to send you many blessings to you and your family and community, everyone you touched. And I'm going to end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to you, O God. Glory to you. Thank you, God. You are so amazing that you created us with a body, with a mind, with feelings and awareness. And I pray that you will bless the listener, that you will bless her bless her family, her community, that you will continue to move through her and and be empowered in you because you created us in your image 
and help us to bring us to the likeness of you so we can bring the fruits of the spirit and serve others with joy with energy with enthusiasm for life and that peace and presence and being that surpasses all understanding with that thank you so much for all you do and i say goodbye for now